In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the March 25th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events. Compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Aspar. And now, the news. 3,998, 3,999, 4,001. 4, As the war in Iraq stretched into its fifth year, the U.S. US Death toll rose to 4,000. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Everybody's talking about that. Well, it's It's one more than 3,999. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Are we up to 4,001? You know, if if I were to die during the war and I was 4,001, that'd be a bummer. Yeah. Because nobody would say anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's old timing. Who's number one? Who's... Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Who's number one? Yeah. Is nobody, there a competition for that? N- nobody it knows. It seems like there's some sort of competition here, Mike. It, it's, just, it's like when you go by McDonald's and it says over one billion served. Exactly. It's we, one of those deals. We're a society that's obsessed with numbers. We like, mm-hmm. you know, 714 and 62 and all of that it's, stuff. It's baseball stats. It's baseball stats. We love numbers. We love uh-huh. to know where we are, gauge where we are. It's, it's a tragedy. It's 4,000 people who, I, in my opinion, have died in a bloody and unnecessary way. Not war. in vain. Said, said well, of Bush. course he said that. What else is he going to say? Not in vain. Uh, what did he say? Was mer- I apologize. The, the, the war will merit the sacrifice, as he put it. Huh. Uh, it says, I guess my one thought, and this would be a first if he had uh, one thought. And my guess, my one thought, I want to leave with those who still hurt. That <laughs> is, one day people will look back on this moment in history and say, thank God. They were a courageous people willing to serve because they laid the foundation for peace for generations to come. Peace is a funny thing, you know. You have you have to kill a lot of people in order to get to it. Yeah, I honestly there this is su- there's such an Orwellian uh element to what comes out of his mouth today that uh, it really is just Is that what you call it? Yeah, Orwellian. Oh, Orwellian. Uh, Bull Orwellian. I love that Dick Cheney said the president carries the biggest burden, obviously. He's the one who's had to make the decision to commit young Americans. But we are fortunate to have a group of men and women and an all-volunteer force who voluntarily put on the uniform to go in harm's way for the rest of us. Yeah, like the National Guard. Yeah, like the National Guard, the reservists. Yeah, you nice. To, yeah. yeah. Pentagon. Go. Pentagon ruled out including Admiral William Fallon as a witness before Congress. Was it Fallon or Phelan? It's Fallon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fallon. They, they ruled him out as a yeah. witness when the, U, when the top U.S. military and diplomatic officials in Baghdad testify next month on the way ahead in Iraq. Yeah. Well, Whether, he, 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 he quit. Iraq. Who writes this stuff anyway? He, I know. Who's my copywriter? Yeah, who is that guy? So, so This stuff comes out of like the Washington Post. I'm reading pretty much leads right. in the Washington Post. Who's, who's writing this? What lies ahead? Uh, yeah, he's out because he they forced him out because he said um, said uh, things he un uh, well well he said bad things that they didn't <laughs> <really> hear. <laughs> uh, 
He, he, uh, it was uh, Fallon's abrupt announcement March 11th that he was resigning, effective March 31st, as chief of U.S. Central Command. So he was in ahead, you know, he was the top guy over there. Yeah. But they're not going to include him no, on any any of the talks. he has a pretty accurate assessment of what's going on in his own mind. He publicly opposed launching a war against Iran. That's Absolutely. what the big beef is. This is the beef was. Those were the bad things. He didn't he said. play ball. I think when they appointed him, he was an admiral, so he's the head of the navy. It's the one. It's one branch of the armed services that haven't been decimated by uh-huh. this war. And the thinking was that they could s- sit off the coast of Iran and just launch missiles all day long, and he'd be the guy to be able to coordinate that. That's yeah. the guy they wanted. Well, he just basically said, pound sand, I'm out of here. And so to speak, that's a probably, well, that's actually appropriate for the region. Go ahead and pound sand. But anyway, he's gone. He's out of there. Sorry, that was not very funny. According to a top Chilean diplomat. Wait, did, did you see the front lines last night? Front line? They're doing a two two yeah. two night thing. On yeah, yeah that's what always drives me crazy about frontline. You should be paying attention to this as it happens. Yeah, instead of sitting on your butt and paying PBS to tell you it five years after exactly the fact. what I've been saying is that we're gonna yeah exactly the the frontline special and we all scratch our head and go wow who knew well we all knew yeah there you go all that stuff I mean, there was nothing in there that w- there was no big revelation in there. No. There were a lot of what was interesting is watching people comment on it and having the stuff reorganized in front of you so yeah. you could be aghast at the incompetence and the balls. And the of, mendacity of, of these yeah. people to pull this and the fact that they were able to pull this off in plain sight. Yeah, in to front see of it all, all compiled like yeah. that is yeah. interesting. And that's always but, the value of Frontline. However, if you've been listening to Weekly Signals for the last five and a half years, this would not be in any way, news. shape, or this form. It's not even news. It isn't even news. It's it's a uh, kind of two quick history lesson on yeah, this too because exactly. it really doesn't show the, and, the total cost of this war. Right, and and, and to my, in my mind, it gives people the ability to disassociate themselves from it and say, "Well, that happened back then. Yeah. We're much smarter now about these things." Yeah, we know. And also, you know, it, it, it's a uh, it paints heroes out of people who really weren't, right. like Colin Powell. Oh, he tried so hard to see it. Oh, he really didn't know what was right. going on. Oh, he was just forced into to lying in front of the United Nations. Right. Well, I don't know, no, no. Colin. You lied in front of the United Nations. You knew it was a lie. You should be ashamed of yourself. And he is ashamed of himself. He said that's the worst moment of his life when he had to. to uh, but to unfortunately, give that speech. it's 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 also one. But you of, don't hear that. It's in, also in the, the it's also either. the worst moment for four thousand American soldiers of their lives. The fact is, he's a careerist. He's always been. A, a political careerist is what he is, and that's right. That's exactly what he is and shall remain, I'm sure, till he goes So there. there. Yeah. There now, is. according to a top Chilean diplomat, diplomat, in the months leading up to the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq, the Bush administration threatened trade reprisals against friendly countries who withheld their support, spied on their allies, mm-hmm. is what the Bush administration mm-hmm. did, spied on their allies, and pressed for the recall of U.N. En- envoys that resisted U.S. pressure to endorse the war. I remember that story as it was happening. Five years ago. Five years yeah, I swear yeah. to God. Uh-huh. I remember they they had the evidence of wiretapping. The, the diplomats knew they couldn't meet near the UN because they yeah. were going to be overheard. Their phones were tapped. Yeah. All of this stuff. This is not, but it's if it's coming out now, and yeah. the mainstream press, that's good, I guess. The Pentagon announced a probe of whether more than a dozen fatal electrocutions of U.S. soldiers in Iraq can be linked to faulty construction at U.S. military bases. Vice President Dick Cheney's former firm, KBR, that's a subsidiary of Halliburton. I think they split out. 
could yeah. find itself at the center of the investigation. KBR builds and maintains bases and housing for U.S. troops. Investigators say the company may have improperly grounded electrical wires. Yeah. <sighs> How many? We, how many died? There was like how, many, how tough is it? Fifteen or something? Fourteen, fifteen? I'm I'm glad they're not a developer in Irvine. You know, there. Can you imagine <laughs> how many housewives would be electrocuted by now? And they it took months for them to respond to this yeah. problem. This is this is the company that the U.S. government hires to build its uh, its bases over there, and they can't even wire it properly. They can't even wire a plug properly. And. It's cost plus. Yeah. So lest you think, oh my God, they're you know, well, it's you know, they're barely scraping by. Everything they build, they tack on ten, fifteen percent. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they do. Earlier this month, KBR came under scrutiny after it, re- it was revealed the company supplied unmonitored and unsafe water that led dozens of U.S. soldiers to fall sick. Yeah. Pakistan's newly elected government will seek a negotiation with Islamic militants and demilitarize the campaign against them to end the violence racking the country. The explicit declaration of a desire to talk to extremists, as the Washington Post puts it, Mm -hmm. as as if George Bush isn't an extremist. (laughs) And to reduce the role of the army marks a major change for the strategically crucial country and will confirm fears among American policymakers that the resounding defeat of President President, uh, Pervez Musharraf at recent elections, will lead to Pakistan scaling back its support for the U.S.-led so-called war on terror. This is an extremely important development yeah. in the sense that they are the linchpin yeah. of the U.S. Uh, alliance in the Middle East. They, there is no one more important than them, with the possible exception of Saudi Arabia. Now, we would say, and the Washington Post would say they're backing off. I would say they're moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to actually right. communicate with other people that right. live in the area right. to figure out why they're so angry. Right. I would say that's a step forward. Probably, yes. I would agree with that. Yeah. Osama bin Laden yes. threatened the European Union with grave punishment over insulting drawings of the Prophet Muhammad at the Muslim world mark, as the Muslim world marked the Prophet's birthday. They're insulting pictures of him, Mike. <laughs> Uh, this is where is yeah, you know, this is, this you, is what do you, you say? say what do you say yeah. these people are nuts bush meet osama yeah go go play in the sand i mean yeah together. i mean honestly uh i know i know it's not equivalent but it does echo um a little bit maybe i'm wrong you You're can wrong. tell me if i'm wrong you're wrong ashcroft covering the bare-breasted statues at the state department at the uh, justice department it's it's what not, has to do with a lack of sense of humor it's, and it's, irony and being part of the 21st century, yeah, I, the, yeah, it, the whole it's it's this is yeah this whatever. I I mean any this idea. Osama is just an old fashioned guy. He is an old fashioned guy. I know they're not exact. I, I I apologize. That's not that's not an appropriate. I'm analogy. trying to help you out here. Mike. I know. I'm just the American Public here. Transportation Association announced that Americans took 10.3 billion trips on public transportation in 2007, the highest level in half a century representing a 2.1% increase over last year, good. which is good. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bush administration has been cutting funding for public transportation because and has, been, has been subsidizing the privatization of tollways and freeways. <sighs> um, we got, like, I think 200 and something days left. It was yep. like 200 and... Yep. Strap on... Uh, strap... Or, I don't know what I'm trying to say... 
Put on your seatbelts because these last couple hundred days are going to be. They're going to try everything. Going to be pretty wild. They're going to try everything that they they yeah. they hope to get to, and they're going to try and lock it in too. Exactly. In some way. Executive yeah. orders all over the place. Uh, yeah, policies that will be an almost impossible unravel for years and years yeah. to come. Republican Senator Arlen Specter called on the Justice Department to investigate the improper breach of confidential passport files of presidential candidates John McCain, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama. The State Department admitted the breach involved contractors from two private companies, Stanley Incorporated and the Anal- Analysis Corporation, which is known as TAC. TAC. TAC CEO John Brennan is a former CIA agent and is the informal foreign policy advisor to Barack Obama's campaign. Just out of coinky dink, I think. There was a, I don't know what to make of this. There was I, a breach. I think somebody was just screwing around. There's no fall out from this. Right, except it does. There is an echo going back to Bill Clinton when he ran for president yeah, and the Republicans but, uncovered that he'd been to Moscow and then Bob Dorton goes on the floor of the House of Representatives said he was meeting with KGB agents and he's that? the Manchurian <laughs> candidate and yada, yada. He explain yourself. What was for, he doing? What was he doing? Meeting with Kremlin? I've been to that hotel. There are KGB crawling all over that place and, you know, all, on and on. And, you know, we'll see as the campaign unfolds we'll, yeah. if it if that kind of information See if they just out. covered their, their uh, nadies by uh, yeah. saying that they did McCain and, and uh, Clinton, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. We looked at everybody. We, we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Equal opportunity yeah. spies. Yes, exactly. Former Representative Bob Barr of Georgia is considering a third-party libertarian presidential run, a bid that could steal support from presidential candidate John McCain and potentially offset the votes Ralph Nader's candidacy is predicted to have on the Democratic candidate. Who is that? Barr. Bob Barr. As a libertarian. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, Bob yeah. Barr. I, I, you know, I, I don't agree with a lot of things he has, yeah. but he's pretty darn good on civil rights and, yeah. and privacy and those kinds of things. Yeah. So He's a straight-ahead guy. He is. He's one of those guys you don't well, he was, you really know, like he was that in much the front of the parade. On, yeah, he was in the front of the parade on impeachment, and then it turns out he had a little thing with a thing and all that stuff going on. He had a on. thing? He had a thing for a thing there, and... Uh, but, you know, and he's he's wacky on, on a lot of stuff, but he's pretty darn good on civil rights and, and that. Okay, here we go. In response to the fury over a handful of marks critical of the U.S. foreign policy made by Reverend Jeremiah Wright over the course of his 36 years as a pastor of Trinity United Church of Christ, Senator Barack Obama delivered a, what I would say, nuanced yes, speech yes. about race in America. Wright was criticized in the media for linking the attacks of September 11th to U.S. foreign policy, well, they were linked to U.S. foreign policy. Yeah, what is, How can you be critical of somebody for stating the truth? How can you say they were not linked to U.S. foreign policy? You, That's the only thing they were linked to, as you, far as I can tell. You can't say that in mainstream. Did. Well, you did. Yeah. And But uh, it's so obvious. If, Wasn't, isn't the first thing that you thought when you saw the plane hit the tower is it's the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah. And that's essentially what, in one point, that, that Wright said. The it, chickens are coming home to roost. It's okay to say this and not, and, not be, and not be saying that it was an okay thing, that this was appropriate reaction. And yeah. some, it's no, no, a look, heinous, horrible thing. 9-11 was horrific. Oh, the, we, everybody knows that. I the know. The thing about the chickens coming home to roost, too, that Jeremiah Wright said. If you listen to the entire yeah, sermon, the entire which, thing. which you can listen to at NathanCallahan.com there you go. in the uh, video section, the entire sermon of uh, Reverend Wright was, he was quoting a U.S. ambassador mm. who literally said, 
the chickens are coming home to roost. Right. This is a Bush administration ambassador. Bush didn't appoint him, right. but an ambassador said the chickens are coming home to roost. Right. He was quoting somebody, and yet and the mainstream, well, Fox Media is jumping on right for quoting an ambassador. It's it's really become... Uh, and we all know that came from it's, Malcolm X. It's it's all it's become right media network right lately. They yeah. they they I don't think an hour goes by that they don't bring up Reverend Wright and, yeah. and his comments. And by the way, when one appropriate thing to bring into this chickens coming home to roost comment is yeah. these people were trained by the CIA back when they were the Mujahideen fighting against the Soviet yeah. Empire in how, Afghanistan. How is that not? Chickens coming home they to roost. They knew what they were doing because we trained them how to do And then we abandoned them in Afghanistan. We walked away from that country as soon as they had done our bidding. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah, so, uh, and we could go on and on. There's a lot more, but, uh, yeah. You wanted to bring up I just did Pat want to bring Buchanan. this up. Pat Buchanan wrote, a, wrote an article on his blog. It's not like this was somehow pieced together by, by somebody else somewhere else. Uh, it's called A Brief for Whitey, and in it he goes after Barack Obama and Reverend Wright for their distorted view of America, in which he – and he says that – He's characterizing, characterizing Barack Obama's speech as a brief for Whitey. A brief for Whitey, and basically mm-hmm. he says that what's – and what is wrong with Barack's prognosis and Barack's case – and Barack's cure, pardon me, and he says – it's the same old con. It's the same old shakedown that ba- black hustlers have been running since the Kerner Commission blamed the riots in Harlem, Watts, Newark, and Detroit, on, uh, and a hundred other cities on everybody but the rioters themselves. And he basically goes on to say that uh, after trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, the, basically these people uh, should be grateful that America, the white America, has done so much to lift them uh, up and that uh, he will have none of it. Basically, he doesn't think that there's any accountability, any sort of cause here for the blacks to be complaining at all. Now we're talking about Pat Buchanan here. Pat Buchanan. And unless you think that we here at Weekly Signals are are anti-conservative, I want to now uh, play a little snippet of Mike Huckabee, who who said and and uh, very wisely said, Mr. Mike Huckabee, when he was asked about this. All this, he said, if he were black, he'd probably even be more critical of the United States than Reverend Wright. As easy as it is for for those of us who are white to to look back and say, that's a terrible statement. I grew up in a very segregated South, and I think that you have to cut some slack. And I'm going to be probably the only conservative in America who's going to say something like this, but I'm just telling you, we've got to cut some slack to people who grew up being called names, being told you have to sit in the balcony when you go to the movie, you have to go to the back door to go into the, right. uh, the, the restaurant, and you can't sit out there with everyone else. There's a separate waiting room in the doctor's office. Here's where you sit on the bus. And you know what? Sometimes people do have a chip on their shoulder and resentment, and you have to just say, I probably would too. Yeah. I probably would too. In fact, I may have had a more, uh, more of a chip on my shoulder had yeah. it been I, I me. Agree. There he is. He had more of a chip on his shoulder if he were black. I mean, you know, does it I'm, go on? I mean, you know, I, the, well, I think that's I think that's a, a real positive thing that Mr. Mike Huckabee has said. I, I do too, and I, and I, I think, think what he realizes that is that when what Pat Buchanan doesn't realize is if you when you don't show people respect, right. it comes back and haunts you for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. New York. New York, New Mexico governor and former presidential candidate Bill Richardson, that's New Mexico governor, mm-hmm. endorsed Barack Obama. What's curious about that is, uh, is Richardson, 
was a member of the Clinton, Clinton administration. administration. Yeah. yeah, he was the energy secretary and appointed to a number of other things by the Clintons, close friends. Bill had, had watched the Super Bowl with Richardson. Yeah. They were leaning on him hard yeah. to, to come out for Hillary. John McCain. Well, uh, well did you see where what uh, what uh, Carvel said about him? About Richardson? Richardson? Uh-uh. He compared him to Judas. <laughs> well, that's Carvel. Carvel's such a, you know, a drama queen. <laughs> he is a drama John McQueen. McQueen. John McQueen. It's like Steve McQueen, <laughs> yeah. John McCain. Visited Jordan and told reporters it was common knowledge and has been reported in the media that al-Qaeda is going back into Iran and re- receiving training and are coming back into Iraq from Iran. And then Joe Lieberman, who happened Tapped to be him on in the show, and said, <laughs> John, you, you don't mean al-Qaeda, do you? And he said, oh, no, the extremists. The, the extremists. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. And he said it three on three other occasions yeah. prior to he that. He means al-Qaeda. And of course he does. And, and of course, if he has it. to blur the distinctions here a little bit to make his point, by God, that's okay. You know, the neocons believe in this thing called the big lie, uh-huh. that you lie for the betterment of all of us. You lie to us. This is mm-hmm. something that was uh, this guy Strauss advocated, and all of these neocons throughout the years have said the noble lie. They call it it's the big lie, really, uh-huh. but it's called the noble lie when it's when it's uh, said by a, by a neocon. And this is what these guys have been practicing for a long time. The, the no- governor of Kansas... Yeah. Kathleen Sebelius yes. has voted a measure to allow for the construction of two new coal-fired power plants. The mm-hmm. plants would have produced up to 11 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions. <sighs> yep. A federal court ruled that the National Park Service violated the First Amendment rights of anti-war protesters when it excluded them from a major section of Bush's 2005 inaugural parade route. Okay. A modified form of cheap and widely used dietary supplement sold to relieve joint pain was identified as the contaminant found in tainted and at times lethal heparin produced in China for American patients. That was according to the Food and Drug Administration. Heparin has been on the market for six decades and is widely used as a blood thinner in kidney dialysis nice. and surgery. Nice. So we have China tainting our uh, our drugs. And our kids sucking yeah. on lead paint uh, on the toys that we they've been selling us meanwhile china in another yeah this is the olympics yeah the olympic yeah. stuff yeah. the dalai lama responded to charges from china that he orchestrated deadly riots oh, yeah. to sabotage the olympics with a pledge to resign as temporal leader of tibet's buddhist people if the violence on both sides does not stop this could be an interesting uh olympics olympics yeah how about this uh just real quick sarah yeah. jane olsen being Released in the oh, you know, I, I read that as kind of a it's the human interest story of the week to me. Yeah, if you were going to bring out a human interest story, yeah. somebody, Sarah Jane Olson, member who, of the Symbionese Liberation yeah. Army, and and they find and they release her. They, you know, well, she had said that by they had made. She I can't believe they. Yeah, she served her time. She, you know, she goes out and then they say, "Oops." Well, because there was an outcry. There was. What do you mean you're letting out this radical terrorist, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, and they said, "Oh, wait a minute." Let's go back and do the math again. Just a second. Oh, wait. Yeah. We're, we're off by one year. Yeah. Well, she gets out next year. Mm-hmm. This is just, I mean, it's just pure nasty, you know, nasty. Well, and, you know, is, yeah, you know, Sarah Jane Olson, I, I, I've never met her, so I can't, can't say a noble lie about her. Right. But uh, it's got to really play on your head yeah. to know you've got to be in prison for another 365 days and, you and know, to have gone through that experience yeah. of going out too she was on she was at the airport 
Yeah, they picked she, her up at LAX. She was getting ready to fly back, I think, to Colorado. I think yeah. where her family is. She was out. She was out. Oh. They stopped her at the airport. Oh, what an... I mean, really, honestly. Anyway, okay. Oh. Yeah. And wow. finally... Yeah. Do you want to say this? The author of Dandy in the Underworld, an unauthorized autobiography. Mm. You know about this guy? No. His name is... He's an Englishman, Sebastian Alexander Horsley. Okay. He writes about everything. Okay. All, all the dirt and gossip you ever want to hear. Okay. Uh, about... Anybody? About yeah. anybody, 60s type of stuff. Okay. He's kind of a, a Keith Richards author, okay. if you can imagine that. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I got the picture. Was refused entry into the United States on grounds of moral turpitude. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's what kind of country we now live in. <laughs> but he took it rather graciously. Yes. And he, back in London, Horley commented, America, the land of the free, but sadly, not the home of the depraved. <laughs> Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.